Ladies and gentlemen, this is Soap Boxing Podcast. Hey, my man, what's happening, brother? What's good, man? Can't make no complaints, man. How's everything going? Oh, man, I'm all right. Busy as usual, man. Uh, yes, sir. We had a fight yesterday. I couldn't make it. I had a birthday party for my grandson. I ain't going to be able to make the one today. We got three amateurs at CDM. But uh, we had been messaging, bro, a couple of days, man. And then yeah. uh, with you being a heavyweight, man, an undefeated heavyweight. Uh, well, go ahead. Introduce yourself, bro. Oh yeah, for everybody that don't know me, name's Zach Spiller, undefeated heavyweight. I'm two and zero. I just turned pro this year. You know, I just fought what three weeks ago. You know, went out there and got the win. And I said, man, I just do this boxing thing, and I'm just trying to stay active, stay busy, hopefully build a reputation for myself. Like I said, man, hopefully we get to fight for them titles in a couple years, man. You're uh, for people that don't know, you're a stable mate with uh. uh, uh Two two huge uh, fighters I support, man. Uh, uh, WBC Silver Heavyweight Champion Danielle Chambers, yep. and, and uh, my guy, everybody's guy Darius, man. Yeah, uh, man, that's my boy. Those both both of my those my people, man. I love them. And give a shout out to Coach, man. You know I'm a trainer, bro, so I like to give all the coaches. Hey, bro. man. I can't a shout out even enough to give to Darnell, man. Darnell is just like not only is he an amazing coach, man, he's an amazing person, bro. I love that man. He changed my life, bro. So a huge, huge shout out to Coach Darnell, man. Awesome. I finally got to meet him. Uh, you know, after after a long time of being talked about, man, he's a great guy. I like kicking it with him. And uh, yeah, he's my type of dude, bro. So uh yeah, bro, he's just solid. He don't sugarcoat nothing, man. Yeah, I, and and you know, that's my reputation. So, bro, we we uh, hey, right? <laughs> man, uh, so he's got a hell of a stable of fighters, man. And uh, y'all, uh, you you you're from Colleen too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually from the St. Louis area, but I've lived in Colleen almost my whole life, man. I just got out to Houston about a year ago. I'm coming up on a year, so. Okay. Oh, St. Louis, man. My wife, my wife is from the Midwest, man. She was yeah. from, she's from Kansas and then and then came up in high school and all that stuff in Missouri, man. Uh, yeah, I was I was out there the first 10 years of my life, man. That's where most of my family's at. You know, we ended up here because of military. Nice. I've been in Texas 19 years now. That's about I've been here about 20. She had 22. Half my life I've been here. You know, yeah. I tell people I, I wasn't born a Texan, but I got here as fast as I could, man. I hey, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. I love Texas, man. Uh, but yeah, man. So I'm gonna just I, I'm gonna put it out there, man. My I, I'm a I'm a AJ supporter. I'm a music supporter. Uh, my pick, if I was gonna pick, was uh, I thought music would win. Uh, Same. And and but I was rooting for AJ. Uh, and I was rooting for AJ, not for nothing except being caught up in this English boxing, man. I, and and I think England and hell, 
we deserve the uh fury to get rid of it, you know, to get rid of any 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 arguments. I'm a I'm a huge fury guy. I don't know. Right, right. I'm a huge fury guy, and and I think you know uh, uh, all British extravaganza would be, you know, I think I think it would have been way bigger than than Lennox and uh, Big Frank, man. I thought this because you know these guys where Lennox was the man. I I, I never I thought Frank was just a you know English, you know they loved him to death. We didn't really care in the states, but, right? But with AJ and and Fury. Now this is a super fight across the board, and I think I think if uh, in England it would have been historic. But but I'm no you know you can't overlook Usyk and 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 what he's accomplished and all that shit. So I kind of half ass was half ass was rooting for AJ with an ulterior motive. But, yeah, yeah. But you know, as a, a, a authentic boxing guy, you know, I want the the man who won who wins to win you know i don't i don't give a shit if i don't if it ain't who i was going for you know but yeah uh, that was my stance on it too like i'm a fan of both fighters i'm a fan of all three just to put that out there but um i was of course i was leaning towards Usyk, but i was really just hoping for a competitive fight i didn't really want aj to go out there and get washed or nothing like that and he did like i feel like aj made a great account for himself it was a closer fight than people are giving him credit for. Um, he did make adjustments. There was things he could have done, I believe, that could have made it more so go in his favor. But, he, I mean, he didn't do it. And um, But I do agree with you 100%. I feel like AJ winning would have been better for boxing. Yeah, it's – it's uh, and, and, and look, I you know, my reaction on social, bro, was kind of uh, – you know, I I was like, man, why is everybody shitting on AJ, bro? That dude fought hell of a fight. He wasn't getting no love from the the zone commentary. Dude. Listen, now you're a fighter, so yeah. don't don't agree with me. Don't don't get in bed with me on this, bro. Unless you want to. The zone has the worst deaths in boxing, bro. Like that that commentary is 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 in my opinion is horrible. And and watching watching. Usyk AJ, I'm like, that is they in love with this Usyk kid, man. I understand, I understand with the war and everything going on. He had a world of shit on his back, you know. Usyk, I, I think I might have been under, and that's why I tweeted to this morning. But I might have been underappreciating or be misunderstood as underappreciating what all Usyk accomplished because, you know, with that war and him going back and then fighting like this with the world on his back, you know, this is this is. This is a huge shit. Yeah. But but I was like, man, they was jerking this kid off from, from round one. <laughs> it's like, it's like, man, are y'all watching what the what the what the big uh Brit is accomplishing in this ring as well? Because he had that boy poking his ass out, man. He was touching that body, bro, and was and was and was paying dividends and and and, and other than saying, oh, that was a good body shot. It's like they was acting like it was a landslide victory. And I was oh, going, no. AJ could finish this fight. If he keeps attacking that body, he could get the little dude out of there. But I think, uh, in my opinion, was, you know, that 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 muscle weight started playing a part. And he even, correct me if I'm wrong, at the end of the fight, he even kind of mentioned that, saying, saying, uh, you know, I'm not these little heavyweights, bro. It's hard for me to... Uh, 
basically he was saying to, 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 to his work rate takes a toll on him. And I'm going, yeah, but it doesn't have to. That's in, you know, that's in the corner. That's that's what you're being trained. Like, I don't think I don't think it has to. But in his opinion, you know, I can't I can't sit here and, and I got to take them rounds off and try to bounce back or whatever. But again, to me, that's corner. Should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I feel like just to touch on the zone thing. So when the zone did first start. I thought the commentary was horrible. Like I feel like they spent more time arguing about their opinions and actually talking about the fight. I do think they've gotten better overall, but that fight, it was a little, it was shaky. But um, just to touch back on AJ, like I feel like AJ made a really good account. So like I said, like he made adjustments, he attacked the body, he was using his jab, his he's actually moving his head, he had his knees bent. He looked like a better fighter. It was just unfortunate that it was Usyk. Yes. You know, Usyk being yes. a more skilled guy, in my opinion, of the faster guy. If AJ would have did that against any other heavyweight, they'd have been raving about it, in my opinion. So, I would say, um, yeah, yeah. I would say that, that – what's the kid they got from New York that's doing the commentary? He used to do, like, the early fights, but they had him on the main event last night. The guy who, uh, who lost to uh, – he just got knocked out bad to kind of bend. Oh, Algeria. Algeria. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think Algeria knows boxing, bro. I mean, he's got a he's got a little bit of the catchphrase bullshit that everybody uses, but that's regardless. He still knows boxing. Yeah. And and I was waiting for him to like check the other boys. Like, hey man, are y'all watching what's going? But to me, he was in the Usyk fucking fan club too. But but that's neither here nor there. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I think they the worst deaths, but they they bad. And 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 I was like, man, the commentary could in, engage the audience and people to how good this fight is. Is what I'm saying. Whether whether you like the science or not, that's neither here nor there. AJ was in that fight. He Absolutely. Was differences. He was making them, and he adjusted because when when he started going to the body. If you're like me, I listen to corners, bro. And I didn't disagree with anything that I heard Robert Garcia say. Like to me, Robert was making a difference and telling him, listen, man, don't lean in, use the touch, maybe touch him two times, then right to that body. Boom. Right I agree. The only thing I, I did, right. the only thing I did disagree with what he said in the first three rounds, he said you won every round. I did not agree with that. But as far yeah. as like yeah, as far as giving him like the guidance he needed, I thought he did a good job. At first, yeah, I didn't understand. At first, yeah. I didn't really understand Robert Garcia, him choosing him, but I thought it ended up being good for him, man. Actually, I think he should stay with him and see how the next fight goes. And then, you know, maybe depending on who he fights and depending on how he performs, people are starting to appreciate him again a little bit. Joshua's still going to sell fights in the UK, man. Regardless, he's a I superstar. I didn't uh, understand the Garcia pick either, other than Fernando and Mikey both fought big, and he needs that. But I've never seen Robert with a heavyweight, and I've seen him train guys to fight small too. Right. And I didn't need I didn't need AJ to fight small anymore. That's what he's done his whole fucking career fighting little. And what I seen was he was fighting big and then bending his knees to get small, to give them looks. 
to kind of draw him in and 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 shoot to that body. But so I was like you, I was like, oh, this this is turning out to be a great pick for for the kid. Right. He just didn't sustain. I thought he faded like I fucking worried about him getting stopped in my prediction late because I thought he would he would fatigue. But as far as them early rounds, Garcia telling him he's winning, eh, that was kind of uh, coaching up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. Telling, telling, you know this as a fighter. That's your trainer telling you, hey, everything's okay. You know what I'm saying? Let's just stick to the plan and do this and do that. Now, I'm me personally, I'm I'm what they call a conservative coach. I think if a round was close, we lost it. And I right. tell you, hey, we lost that round. Because I don't care if you thought it was even. If it's even, we lost. You don't leave it to the judges like that. To me, you got to dominate each round. So my attack, my tactics are different than that. I don't I, I won't tell you we're ahead three nothing when I think we down, you know, two one or whatever the case may yeah. be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth because personally, I think that gives value to what I'm telling you later in the fight. When I tell you, say, bro, we behind. Yeah. Win every round or stop this kid, we lost. I need you to hear that and be like, oh, shit, we losing. But but again, that's just me. I'm not there with AJ. I don't know what AJ needs to hear. I don't think AJ is the most – he doesn't lack confidence. But in the fact that he speaks in the corner and he goes, where am I? How are we looking? To me, that's a that's a kid who needs some encouragement. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's how they choose to do with him. But that's kind of how I took that. I didn't take it as Robert really thought they was ahead 3-0. But maybe he did. Who knows? I don't know him personally, but that's kind of how I took that shit. Bro. Yeah, like, and you know, AJ – AJ has the experience now, but like you said, like he started late and um and then he's just been like this. He's never his style's never changed. And honestly, I feel like since the Klitschko fight, it almost seems like he reg- started regressing. Like he, like he just kept getting bigger than his fight. He was struggling in all of his fights. But the thing is though, AJ doesn't have no bad resume. Like out of all the heavyweights, like his resume is very solid across he the might board. Be the best. Might be the best. Exactly. So he's like, he's not in there with people who are just in there to, for him to be. So he he he's regressed. But I feel like in the last, even the first fight, I don't feel like he did terrible, but he didn't do what he was supposed to. You're not going to outbox. He was boosting. And I watched that fight the other day, you know, just to go back and see if I seen anything different. And um, that's how I could tell him like, he did make the adjustments. But in my opinion, bro, he, he's, the only way he's going to beat Usyk is if he catches him. Yeah. And from the first fight, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, he caught Usyk with a solid shot, but he never followed up with anything. He would stop and reset the back of the ring, in the middle of the ring. And the same fight, he did that a little bit in this fight, too. There was opportunities for him and openings. I'm like, bro, you landed this shot, followed up with something. And like you said, every time he hit Usyk, felt the shots. He felt, he felt that power for sure, but... AJ really only sold out for, I think it was like round 10, round 9, and he really went after him. And then after that, his leg, he had baby deer legs. And, you know, every time Usyk was touching, he's kind of shaky a little bit. It's like he gassed out right then and there. Let me ask you, did you, was it in the mid-rounds, did you see a path, a clear path to victory for AJ, though? I thought once he started touching that body and was getting a reaction, I'm like, oh, 
you can win the fight. You just got to go. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Now that was just a, a, a couple of hard shots. I feel like he should have stayed on Uzi. Like, there was times, you know, I could get – sometimes you get in there with them guys that are quicker like that, it might make you a little hesitant to throw something. But then after a while, he stopped reacting so much to what Uzi hit him. And it's like he would just take the shot and keep going forward. I'm like, you should have been doing this. Yeah. Like, you should have keep going forward, use your jab, touch him up, and when you get a chance, let off a combination and just stay on top of him. Did you feel like – did you feel like that AJ needed to, you know, be, be the bigger man, use the size and shit, and that Robert and, and the other guy, that's what they prepared for. I thought that's what he was trying to do, uh, more so than that first fight. I don't know who the hell was the genius in the first fight to think they was going to outbox uh, uh, Alexander Yusey, but that was that was like the plan in the first fight, and I was like, man, that was a flawed plan out the fucking gate. Definitely a flaw play. And then when he was AJ was talking about like how they were telling him he was boxing beautifully, and he looked decent for what he from what we've seen before boxing wise. And I heard his corner like, "Oh, you're boxing beautiful." I'm like that don't mean he's winning. Like he's doing okay. Like he was a, uh, he was always like a second behind Usyk. Usyk would rotate around him, and Joshua would take forever to react just to get back in front of him. And then by the time he's turning, like, he was getting touched three times. But um, I think that. Joshua should have took it like a page, you know, be a little bit more cleaner with it, but took a page out of like somebody like Joe Joyce's book. Joe Joyce is going to walk you down and bully you and constantly throw punches. But Joe Joyce can also take a punch. Like, you know, there's nothing you can take. I think, AJ's I, think, been, huh? I think you and I had a conversation. I told you how big a Joe Joyce fan I am, and, and people think I'm crazy. I'm like, they don't see what I'm seeing with that guy. That guy is fucking dangerous, bro. Dude, he's extremely – I spar with Joe Joyce, and I've been told I could hit pretty hard, and I was catching him, and he just walked right through it. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to do something else. It's like his – it's his uh, he's such a strong fighter. I mean, with the back flips and all that shit, this dude is strong. This is – it's like his uh, – I don't know what it is, and – I know you don't want to get too much into y'all sparring, and you shouldn't. But it's like his 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 uh, I call him Slowpoke, Slowpoke Joe, and it's like that tricks people. Like people think he can't fight because, but to me, it's like he's fighting off for of time and the whole time. Like, and he sticks to it. Like I'm going to apply with my punches. I mean, I'm going to apply. Boom. Boom. Well, the thing about Joe, he's a very active dude. Because, like, I was actually staying with him when I was in Vegas. And he's just an extremely active dude. Dude's an athlete. And then when he gets there and boxes, you know, it's it's pretty simple and straightforward. But, man, the dude just has the will to win. And he has a, a motor out of this world. So, like, he just he doesn't stop coming. He doesn't ever get discouraged. Like, he just knows, like, my pressure is going to break you eventually. I got we got two uh we got two comments from uh GM Vert. I, I don't I don't know the name, but AJ looked way more confident in this fight. I agree with that. Yeah, and it, and he looked more confident as the fight went on up until he looked uh fatigued to me. I mean, I thought he looked more confident from the rain walk. Yeah. Oh, just, absolutely. In, just in his face alone, man, you could tell he was he was locked in, in my opinion. And and Matthew said, I don't understand how a gold medalist doesn't have many more tools in his bag. 
Would you care? I got an answer for that. What you think? So my opinion, I say this all the time. The heavyweight division is the only division of boxing you can get away with being average in. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of average guys out there that have found success. You know, not trying to take anybody anything from anyone. I'm not saying no names either, but right, right, right. You can. It, it's a power game. A lot of times, it's almost like who 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 has the uh the will to win. And who's gonna land that first big shot? Boom. And that's that's the answer for it. Like in the 70s, in the 70s, and definitely the 90s, uh, the heavyweights were so outstanding that you had to have a, a, a tool bag. And then somewhere in there, the giants of the, the division, which were the six four, six five guys that was 230, 235, 240 sometimes. They got eclipsed in size. And today you got six seven, six six, six eight, six nine uh guys like Fury who who that eraser has and, and just sheer size has yeah. changed the, the dynamic of the fight uh, of, of of heavyweight boxing. Here's what I mean. How does a guy like a like a uh, a uh, goddamn Wilder who can't fight a lick, but he has what 17, 18 amateur fights or some shit like that? Uh, it wasn't a lot, whatever. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of amateur fights. And he wins a Brian maybe because he had that that crack in his right hand, you know, that kryptonite that equaled out everything. And then so now it's twofold for me. And so now everybody's got that. As long as you're a big guy that's athletic, we'll teach you how to throw a hard punch and you're in the race. But that's also why Tyson Fury is so leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. Yeah, Tyson Fury is twitchy. He's quick. He has the height. He can move. And educated out of this fucking world. Yeah, he has the whole package, man. He's basically a welterweight elite welterweight boxing in a giant's body. So that's the difference. And and I think that's what it is uh, with the heavyweights today, you know, where, and that's, that's also why, you know, everybody wants to hurry up and and compare people. And I don't believe in that shit, man. If you put, if you put a, uh, if you put a Deontay Wilder in the early nineties, bro, heavyweight division, he, to me, in my opinion, yeah, he'll still have that right hand, but he'll never use it, bro. It, 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 he, the, the elite, the B, the B heavyweights in the nineties to me, B, the second tier, trying to get to the top tier, was so so fucking good, bro. That you know, you take the Ray Mercers, the Tommy Morrison's, the uh, all them guys, all of them. Yeah, they didn't get to the bowl Holyfield Linux, but fuck. In order to get through them, you had to be a bad boy, right? Yeah, so, there was there was a lot of um, there were so many heavyweights then that were competing at a high level, right? But yeah. the fact that George Foreman was considered a giant is crazy to me. I'm you're the size of George, bro. I'm bigger than George Foreman. George Foreman was like two twenty five. I'm two sixty five. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the second George one. But yeah, you are way bigger than the first George one. Way big. But I'm gonna tell you something, bro. 
when you and I met, and I'm I'm 6'1, 260 pounds fat, right? And I'm looking at you, and you you're a big guy, bro. How tall are you? I'm 6'4. You 6'4, 260, not fat, big yeah. man. And bro, you're you're uh big baby is your height, but he's 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 he's, he's he weighs less. Yeah, he's like 240. But you guys are the average heavyweight now. That's fucking insane, bro. That's insane, dude, because Joe Joyce is how big is he? 6'6, six, six, man. Joe Joyce is 6'6, six, six, about 265. Fuck, dude. Uh wow, the 6'8, 6'7, 6'8, something like that. 6'7. Uh, uh AJ, 6'6. Six, six. Put it this way, Usyk's only a an inch shorter than you. Yeah. And what he weighed last night? He's 221. 221. He's a fucking midget anyway, bro. Look at him, how he looked comparably to AJ. And yeah. That's how you know he's such a great boxer. His ability nullified a lot of that size advantage. But, yeah, man, today, uh, heavyweight division, bro, that's how come uh, gold medalists and top heavyweights and shit can have one or two things. And they're so fucking massive, bro. Uh, that and like yourself, bro. You six. You're not a little guy at all. Bro. Yeah. And, and guys, guys are fucking five inches taller than you, bro. That's fucking insane. Bro. I mean, I just came out the um, I just came out of camp with uh Philip Hergovich, and I was height wise, I was the smallest guy there. Everybody there was six 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 seven. I'm six four, but I had more size. I was bigger than all of them. Like I was just a bigger guy. It's a crazy world right now, but but it's why boxing's in such a good place, man. Because you take a uh, you take the the average boxing fan that's not a that's not a boxing nerd, right? They look yeah. up for the big name at the lower weight class, but they gonna tune into the heavyweights. Why? Because it's giant men going at each other, and they don't give a fuck if they skilled or not. You know what they, I'm exactly. That's all they care about, man. That's like a couple times I get in there and spar, and I'm like, man, I feel like I look terrible. They say, like, I don't care about that shit. They like, knock them out. Yeah, just, just battle, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's um, I feel like the heavyweight division, even though like your Joshua's, your Furies, and Wilders are working their way towards going out of it, I feel like the heavyweight division is in a good place, man. There's a lot of young guys, athletic guys coming in. That are gonna be to keep. I think they're gonna keep it alive, man. The thing is, though, they just gotta make sure that they push these guys well, get the name out there, get the people excited about seeing them, and the heavyweight division will keep thriving. You yeah. know, for a long, long time when Klitschko was dominating, there was nobody to fight Klitschko. So, but now you know you have options out there. The average, the average guy didn't know who the heavyweight champion was from two thousand three to now. You know the last five years, but yeah, I've said it starting you know three four years ago. I said, man, the heavyweights are back, bro. This this you couldn't. It's been so long since we can name six heavyweights, and now yeah. we got 10, 15 of them. We all know who they are and shit, bro. So it's 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 a great deal. Let me ask you this, man. But I, I don't know if you scored it like I did. I told you, I was at a birthday party and I lost a signal. So I completely missed round four and five. I had to run out to the car, try to get my signal, put the zone back on. So I missed round four or five. And I kind of went back and checked it out after. And I gave him the Usyk, I believe. But I gave I gave Joshua five rounds, uh, four or five rounds. I can't remember exactly. But 
that's a competitive fight. In 12 yeah. rounds, that's seven five. You know, that's a that's a hell of a fight right there. And it's kind of like social media, and especially the zone, bro. They was acting like it was a landslide victory, bro. And I'm like, this dude now, did Joshua win the fight? No. No, no not at all. That score, that score that had Joshua winning, eh, that's shit. Because I don't think it could be argued. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I tell you Josh won five rounds, you can say, nah, coach, he won four. And that's, I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I gave him one because I'm rooting for him, you know? Yeah, but, and I think that's fair. Like, like that's absolutely right, fair. Right. It's a fair. couple of them rounds for me was a couple of them rounds for me was a little hard to score. Well, it was kind of, and yeah. then like you know, I was uh talking with Darius. I thought it's the same thing with the Badu Jack fight. Um, oh, bro, what are the refs or what are the judges looking for? Bro. And I was telling Darius and my brother, I'm like, I'm like, man, some of this can be a little hard to score because we don't know what the judges are looking at. Like I thought that Badu landed the more memorable shots throughout that fight. Without but a doubt, was way more active. Without a doubt, but this Popeye kid, and I've never, I've seen him on pictures and shit, so he's doing a hell of a job promoting this stuff, but I had never seen him fight before. Same. So I knew who he was going into this fight without even knowing him. And I was I was thinking to myself, I'm a, I'm a Badu Jack fan because being a Muslim, I'm rooting for the brother. But yeah. other than that, I think he can, I think he can fight. But he's the most snake bit fighter I've seen in the last 20 years, bro. <laughs> this dude wins fights and gets draws, right? So I'm like, this dude is like a man without a country. Nobody really roots for him. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't a bad guy. Everybody says he's a great guy, but yeah. he's a snake bit fighter. And so when they did that, that that minute round, that extra four-minute round, I'm like, well, hell, this is just catchback because. He never gets help. Now he's getting help, which is wrong, which is horrible. It was, that was terrible, man. Dude, I've commentated on fights, right? And I'm sitting and I've been positioned next to the timekeeper, right? I'm talking about next, right next to the timekeeper. One fucking job, bro. Three minutes and a one-minute rest. And if the ref calls time, you pause it, right? Yeah. That's it. That's your one fucking job, bro. <laughs> Why did you? Meanwhile, I'm I'm watching a fight, calling the fight, talking to the people I'm talking with, people walking up to you. Hey, well, coach, what you doing? I'm trying to stay on this fight, and she, this guy has one fucking job, and it's very, very important, bro. Very easy too. Yeah, and yeah, man, you got to be retarded to not <laughs> press start and stop, right? I can do that, but this, this, I was like, oh man. But to be honest with you, bro. I didn't score that fight. That was the only other fight I watched on the card, right? And I'm going, I think I think this Popeye kid's winning because he's busy. I mean, he ain't no he ain't no fighter. Like he ain't no he put it this way. He's not textbook and and no manner at you know, all. all this up in the air all that. He, he reminded me of a great value right-handed Prince Nassim. Everything's wrong. <laughs> Everything's wrong, bro. But I'm going, but Badu ain't getting it. He ain't cutting him off and clipping him, right? But like what must have been Badu's plan, I'm waiting for him to set it up so he could just bump and get this kid out of there. That's what I thought he was going to do as well. He in the air the whole time like this. I'm like, he'll catch him. But he never did. And the few times he caught him, like the kid ate it and kept moving. Yeah. Like, it is crazy, bro. So I, 
I didn't score it, so I can't say who I had winning. But I could see if that kid felt like he won 100% and was robbed and shit, I could see why he would he would feel that way. And I didn't, I didn't see around. Yeah, and I didn't see – I mean, I don't think it was really the wrong call necessarily. Like, I wasn't outraged by it. I was like – Me neither. Me neither. Because, you know, like, Badu Jack was, had a low activity level, but he outlanded him, I believe. Like, he's still, like – he was more accurate. And then, you know, like I said, he had the more memorable Shot. moments to me. Like, he landed the more memorable shots throughout that fight. And uh, that seemed to be the case with a lot of the fights last night. It was, like, the same thing with, with Philip and John, like – John would go off for like 20 seconds, but Philip was touching him up every the rest of the round. But John was when he touched him, you know, it, it, it shook him up a little bit. But you know, he pulled through and survived. Like he took some big shots and kept moving. And um Badu Badu should have Badu should have just chunked the jab at his chest and lined him up, you know, set him still for a second, boom, and get him out of there. I don't know. When that happens, like, bro, I go to thinking, automatically I go to thinking, oh, this kid's uh, meaning Badu Jack. Oh, he done hit the he done hit the point where he's just going through the motions. He's getting in shape for the fight and then just going through the motions. And and that's where my mind went. Now, is yeah. that true? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this kid was just so awkward for him or whatever, but this kid shouldn't have been awkward for a world champion, right? He should have right. been. He should have been lining it up and getting him out of there. And I think that's what the corner was kind of saying. You know, I mean, he was the kid was shifty though. Oh man, he was awkward, bro. Like, like he would go right and left, back right. Like he was constantly like shit. So I could see where it Bottom just didn't make the adjustments. And that was like you said, the championship fighter. Like you didn't make an adjustment at all. You kind of just followed him around, tried to land a couple big shots, and and then, you know that was it. It drives me nuts, Zach, because and 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 remember this and and and. And ask D his opinion about this when y'all in the gym. But it drives me nuts because I and, and I told my guy, you know, every every camp has a group text. We all texting each other during the fights and shit. And I remember saying, let this be a lesson to all of y'all. Timing a guy, you could wait all night and it never happened. Time the jab. Timing with the jab. Get your jab established. So if Badu would have stayed there and just got that stick on him, like I said, just aim for the aim for the solar plex, aim for the center of that body, time that. And because once you get that timing, boom, then there's nothing to land the other thing. Yeah. Boom. But too much, they just waiting to time the big shot. Well, you could chase that shit all night long, bro, and it get away from you. But so it was real frustrating watching that fight because I'm looking at this Popeye kid and I'm going, this dude is flawed in every fucking way you can imagine. <laughs> and 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 right. but he's he's getting away with it. He's getting away with it with that awkward shit. So you gotta credit him for that, right? Like he's yeah. getting away with the shit. All right, cool. Cause I'm like, oh, Bible's gonna send this dude into the third round, so uh, uh, to the third chat, third seats in a second when he catches him with his right hand, right? Yeah. But he didn't. So I'm going, shit, man, just line him up. Time that jab, get that center, get that chest right. Boom. And with you saying that, that actually reminds me of something I was saying in the um, Joshua and Usyk fight. I feel like Joshua, personally, I feel like Joshua should have been aiming for that chest and the shoulders. 100%. When you got, listen, man, Usyk, and this is what people don't understand. Usyk and Lomo. 
both, both of them, fight incredibly little. They both in the, in the deep in their hips. Hell, they'll end up front-footed half the time, right? But because of that southpaw advantage, if you don't know how to fight a southpaw, they're going to always just slide right by you. Yep. Get you with some shit you don't see. So they use they use small fighting, what I consider a small fight. They use small fighting to an advantage, though, like intelligent. They yeah, yeah. Intelligently, right? But if you watch Usyk, Usyk and Long, neither one sit down on punches or nothing. It's all about changing where I'm at. If I hit you, boom, I'm not here no more for the counter. Right. I get exactly what they're doing. I mean, people think it's magic and shit. Not to me. That doesn't shock me at all. I took three fights. I took, I'm sorry, two fights for Quentin against Loma stable mates. And both of them, we could have fight canceled. Both of them. Like, I was, I'm like, I'm going to show y'all how to beat these motherfuckers. I, that shit don't impress me. I mean, it impressed me, but that shit don't confuse me. Is what yeah. I'm saying. I know how to line him up in time. I mean, yeah, plus, we fight left handed fighters completely different than everybody. But it's just how I was taught. But that, that, and again, bro, I thought AJ kind of was doing it right sometimes, right? He was going to the power. He, he wasn't afraid of the power. And as long as he was standing tall, Usi couldn't reach him. It was, yeah. when, it was when AJ started getting small, leaning in, that Usi was uh, torturing. Uh, yeah, torturing. Like, AJ definitely had moments in there. I think it, it was definitely, it was after the sixth, I know for sure. That I was, uh, I told Dez, I'm like, bro, I think he should really focus on the trunk, like get get into the body, the shoulders. It's so important, bro. It's so important, bro. Yeah, it's like, so I'm like, look, trunk. Yeah. Because Usyk's head is constantly moving. It's constantly yeah, swinging. He's true. very reactive, and he's always kind of just, you know, he's always fainting. So I feel like that's what kept, like, every time he was kind of faint, Joshua would freeze a little bit. When he did throw a couple shots, he was loading him. I'm like, he sees that coming all day. He's going to see and that. Josh, and when Josh went to the body, and rather he hit the body or the hips, it was effective. Very okay, effective. That's what you need to do. Slow his ass down and keep him right there. But but when he peaked out, what round you say he peaked out in? Nine? What, what about Joshua? He had that great-ass round. He had a round where he was fucking beating the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, it was like nine or ten when he did that. And then after that, that was yeah. his round, man. He busts his nut right there, and he didn't have shit after that, bro. Yeah, was I was like, he was just like going for a boom, boom, boom. But that shit should have been implied early. In other words, I understand you don't go straight to it early because you don't want to eat the left hand, right? But when you establish it and you're able to touch him, just touch him. That's all you need to do. Exactly. And believe me, I'm sure Anthony Joshua's touch is reminiscent of a George Foreman or yourself. Y'all big boy. Boom. This touch, if I'm if I throw it correctly and straight. Boom, that shit matters, right? So just touch him, just touch him. And then once you was able to go down, boom, boom, keep him back up. Boom, keep him yeah. there. It was like, man, it was all there, bro. And as a trainer, bro, I'm going fucking nuts because I'm like, <laughs> you can win, bro. You can fucking really win. <laughs> and then he gave it all back. <laughs> and like I said, like, I think Joshua, I don't think everything Josh was just going to outskill him. He would just have to catch him. But like you said, I feel like what he did in the ninth round, he should have did a little bit earlier. It kind of just did it in moments. I'm like, all right, attack him, take you a break, because we know he's going to need it. 
right. go back to it. And like, I think if he would have did that multiple times in that fight, then maybe we'd be having a different conversation. Bro. At the end of the day, like, Usyk felt the power. Right, right. And it's, it's a fight, bro. The whole job, my whole job, my whole job as a trainer, right, is to take you, even, let's take you right now. Now, I'm not educated on you, so I'm just, I'm using you for yeah. If you If you come in the gym, I go, all right, and I put you through the paces so I can see what I got, right? And then I go, okay, he's good at this, this, and this. And this, this, and this is shit. So it's my job for the shit part to bring it up or completely cover it to where nobody knows. And then, and of course, we keep we keep reinforcing the good shit. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like there's ways to hide and cover up as long as the fighter's receptible, as long as he's trainable. There's ways to cover up flaws and, and improve them, you know, over over a you know time career. Yeah, 100%. And so I'm like, no one, no guy worth his salt. And I'm sure right, even, even, even AJ's first trainer. I mean, that's a real dude, McCracken. But, but rather than everybody, there's nobody that's confused about what happens Anthony Joshua. You shouldn't be if you're a trainer. You should, every trainer, I don't care about the, you know, even amateur guy trainers should be able to watch AJ and go, okay. He needs to improve this, this, and this, right? Anybody should be able to do it. And, and that's what I say, man. You, but you need a fighter that's receptive. You need a guy that's going to say, man, I'm going to follow you to the end of the world. You know, and, and, and that's another thing, bro. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I was against AJ taking a Ruiz immediate rematch, and I was wrong because he knew how to peck and poke his way to a win. So I was wrong. But I absolutely, with everything going on, this is the perfect time for you to let this rematch go by. The guy's at war. The guy's country is all fucked up, man. Uh, So pick you a guy. And remember, he came to the country, and I was like, man. Now, that was about three guys. I figured, man, if, if AJ gets with them, you're talking about a Lennox Lewis leap of skills. If yeah. he gets with them. Who are the three guys for you? All right. The, of course, Eddie Reynoso, right? But uh, uh, I liked, and I knew I knew he probably couldn't get sugar. So I was like, maybe Jonathan Banks, some one of them crunk guys that could teach yeah. him to use his size and height. But my sleeper, my sleeper guy that nobody didn't want to hear, and I ain't talking about myself, give me a big giant motherfucker like that, we gonna cook everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I ain't nobody, right? But so my sleeper guy, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Jose Benavidez senior, what he does with David, if he gives, if he gives AJ that kind of understanding of distance and range and timing of and more importantly, offset punches, if you understand what I'm saying, like yeah. David a hit a guy, bang, 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 and you think he's just flurrying. And I know you've seen it. Uh, uh, Benavidez is uh, throw like six shots. It's just bullshit shots. Yeah. And go, what is he doing? I'm like, you don't even understand what, he, what he's doing. Is not letting you get set so you can hit him back. That's what the fuck he's doing. But you right. don't understand that. So if you give a guy like Joshua that, get him off the fucking weight bench, right? He's not going to be no little dude. He's going to always be strong. Ain't nobody going to push AJ around, bro. 
Yeah. Especially, especially if you teach him how to tie up, you know, hold the arms, let him do all the fighting. You just go for the ride. <laughs> as soon as he lets go, bang. I say, man, so my sleeper guy was uh, Benavidez's dad just because of what I see David do. Yeah. But I was like, man. And then when they said he went with Rob, I was like, oh, shit. Because I'm a big I'm a big Mikey guy, huge Fernando guy, but that was his dad, right? Teaching right. him. I know Robert had Kelly Pavlik for maybe his last two fights or something. And I'm a Pavlik guy too. You know, he's a big boy for a middleweight, knows how to fight. So I was like, I don't think Robert will fuck him up. But man, if he didn't take their immediate rematch, bro, maybe he can grow into what they're trying to do, take a few fights. And you got the perfect excuse. This guy's at war, man. He can't fight right now. Yeah, that that would have been nothing. That would have been the best, probably the best thing. Just take your time. Don't jump straight back into it. And you know, it's like Canelo and Bebo. Like B Canelo's like, oh, I'm gonna go fight this dude first. And that's fucking Canelo. And Canelo has sense enough to say, uh-uh. Yeah, let me wait. Okay, I don't hit my ceiling. I see where my ceiling is. I'm a five foot seven Mexican and I ain't got no business fucking with this 200 pound boy. But yeah. Now it wouldn't shock me if uh after Canelo uh sleeps triple G or whatever happens, it wouldn't shock me if he does take a B fight if B don't get whooped by uh uh Ramirez. Ramirez. It wouldn't shock me because I think Canelo's that type of guy. Just like I think AJ is that type of guy. Like that's why I don't understand this good segue into all sports shit. I think AJ is mm. a competitor, bro. I think he really wants to win, bro. He really was hurt, bro. He fought his ass off and got beat. I mean, own. anybody who throws the belts out the ring because they lost, that motherfucker's a competitor, man. And, and, and I did, I must have initially I missed the belt shit. I did too. But he was so humble to Usyk, telling him he whooped his ass and, and how, man, I tried my ass off and you whooped me. How? And then gets in the middle of the ring, bowing with him and thanking God with him and giving him all the credit. Now, did he hog the mic and shit? Yeah, he's a fucking star. He thinks he's entitled to that. But he was more than, than a you know, what I'm trying to say, Give, giving this dude his props. More he, than he, he, his gave, props. he gave Usyk his flowers, but it lasted too long. Yes. He rambled way too long. He should have just gave him his flowers, you know, speak your piece and get out. Yeah, I, I see. Here's another controversial thing with me, bro, that I think I, I get flagged for it. Not from other people. My own people tell me this shit gets misunderstood about it. And I'm like, fuck them. So, but I, I hate that humble shit. All that be humble, be humble shit. Listen, I don't think people understand what humble really is. Like humble is part of honor, part of being a man. Like if, if I lose, I got to be able to take it and right. and, and, and and accept it in order to change it. If I don't accept it and I sit up there and make all kinds of excuses and shit, that's not being humble. That's that's me being a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. If, I, <laughs> if I lose and go, man, you the man, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for the spot and going about my business. That's all I owe you. I don't owe you no more than that. And to me, it seems like a lot of people use that humble shit, Zach, as a way to, to take credit from you. Like, to me, it's like, man, humble yourself. You, you better humble yourself. And I'm like, for what? To be like you? You pussy? 
you don't live in my world. You know what I'm saying? What you right. And, then, and a lot of times, man, I think people um, mistake. I've done it myself, man. That you mistake confidence for arrogance. Right. Hundred you know, percent. Like in this sport, man, you have to be confident. Yes. In this sport, if you really want to be somebody, I mean, you look at the correlation of everybody. You might not even see it in public, but I guarantee you when they're at their gym, they don't think anybody can fuck with them. Right. You have to have that thought process. You have to think that you can beat anybody. You're better than everybody. And, and you got to keep moving with that. You got to tell yourself that until you believe it. You got to work hard and do that. But a lot of people, when it comes to that humble stuff, like, like me, I'm always the type of person, like, and even in my career, like, I want people to be able to – I want people to know that I'm relatable. Like, I'm a human being. I go through the same stuff you go through even though I'm an athlete. And I do this stuff. The only thing, I'm crazy enough to get in the ring. Right. Because it takes a crazy man to, to do this boxing shit. So That's the difference. Right. Like, I just want people to relate and hopefully it inspires somebody. Whether I mean, I don't care if they collect toy cars, whatever. Like, you know, inspire to do something with themselves. I don't necessarily feel like what AJ did was wrong, but even if he is that humble guy, he, you can have a moment of weakness. We all do as human beings. 100%, man. 100%. And he was upset. So right. he did what he did. And there's the, and honestly, it, it went on too long, but there ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Like, people just got to – people have this, this – um, I think these view of athletes that they're just these perfect human beings. That, yeah, bro, it's like that That the way I took the little thing going through the tunnel and the dude said, man, you did good. And AJ was like, I ain't do good. If I did good, I'd have fucking won. And then he kept walking and do be professional. Man, what? As if I wasn't being professional. Yeah, I, I just seen that, man. Bro, I'm like, I'm like, close your mouth, motherfucker. Go have another beer, motherfucker. I'm, I'm at my lowest point and you acting like I ain't been. And I just gave Usyk all the credit in the world. Walk with his flag on my back and shit. You know what I'm saying? Giving him all the credit for beating me. Man, fuck you. And this is what I'm saying. Is there any more, is there any more humble fighters than Evander Holyfield? This motherfucker was so quiet speak. If you think Evander didn't think he could whoop every fucking body, if you think Evander wasn't in that gym going, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, Evander was a dog. That's where you got to live in order to compete in this fucking world, bro. And, and and it's like, he's humble. He ain't talking breezy and all that. But if you think he ain't full of confidence and, and these other people would mistake it for arrogance, man, look, I'm telling you, bro, it's always somebody telling somebody that shit because they feel insignificant to that guy compared to that guy. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's what I see. And it's like, man, listen, yeah, sure, be hum humble. I get it. Don't be an asshole. But bro, quit telling me that because you feel small standing next to me, bro. That that's your thing. Go out, like you said, you collect cars or or, or cut grass, motherfucker. Go be the best grass cutter you can be. Yeah. And I can't touch you on your grass cutting ability. And you should say I'm a grass cutting motherfucker. Yeah. Tell me <laughs> to 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 not feel the way I feel. I just went through twelve rounds of hell with this dude, man, and, and fought my ass off. And, and and that's where I'm at with it. And I don't mean to offend nobody neither, but it seems like that catchphrase, that be humble shit, man, it's look, man, we humble. If, as, as long as you're honorable, bro, as long as you're honorable, man, admit your mistakes, admit you lost, 
that's all the humble you get out of me, bro. Right. I'm not going to let you kick me when I'm down. You know what I'm saying? I, I done lost. Now you won't kick me when I'm down. Nah, man, I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, man, like you said, in this world, man, boxing, I mean, I remember Brian Jennings told me, he was like, look, man, don't ever read what people say about you on the internet. He was like, because somebody's always going to have something to say about how you did. Like, even in my first fight, everybody was just like, well, he was way bigger than the dude. That ain't my problem. No. He should have went down there. You know, that's what they matched me up with. They had, they had like five people lined up to fight me. And it was just like, shit, whoever shows up is who you're going to end up fighting. So I'm like, all right, cool. It happened to be him. And they're like, oh, well, he was small. I'm like, well, I'm big. That, that's his problem. You know? It ain't my fault. <laughs> and then, you know, it's always the people who don't understand what it's like to be in this boxing world. They don't understand what we go through. And, you know, like just the hardships of training hard, the mental capacity you have to have to get through a training camp. and. I can't, I can't give it no more validity than that. I constantly say that. it's like my it's like my home and 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 my podcast partner Jeff, right? She just had a, a rough album. And I and I always told her, I said, Jeff, I said, listen, when I tell you, when I tell you don't listen to the fans, it's both ways. It's don't listen to the naysayers, but don't listen to the gas. The people gassing you up neither because then you buying into that bullshit and then you think motherfuckers love you when they really don't and so when you face adversity right here they come with that kicking you when you're down shit so you you got to not listen to none of it you know what i'm saying people who love you and they fans and they want your autograph or take a picture with you you oblige them you sign it you take the picture tell you thank you for the support and keep it moving but you can't let that shit gas you up neither because just like they doing it today, tomorrow you have a rough fight. You might not even lose. Just have a rough fight. And same people on fucking Instagram and Facebook saying how you ain't shit and he should get a job. And, and do it. meanwhile, like I'm saying, they ain't even trying to be the best grass cutter they can be. You know what right. I'm saying? They're telling you, you this and that and the third, man. So you can't, you got to, you got to filter all that shit out, bro. Right. And, you know, even as a fighter, like as much as I am a fighter, I'm also a fan of the sport of boxing. Like, sometimes I have to remember, like, I know how to, you know, you know how shit goes behind closed doors with, with, with this stuff. And, you know, somebody has said something yesterday, man, that triggered me. And I was just like, he was like, man, AJ ducked Wilder and Fury just to lose three times. I'm like, bro, AJ never, I don't believe any of these guys really ducked each other. No, man. It's always a money thing. People, people don't understand outside of boxing. This is a business first and a sports second. Very, and very seldom. Very seldom do you find a fighter at an elite level, anyway. At, you know, at 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 a, at a top. When I say elite, you know, you ain't got to be world champion, but like you know, that's known on TV and shit. Yeah. Very seldom do you find a fighter afraid to fight another guy for money. It's always it's always negotiation. In fact, it's usually the camp and the promoters and the managers who's trying to get the most out of it. And it's a it's a negotiation between them, yeah, to get you the most money, which means they get the most, you know, they get their piece of the most money. Right. Tell them do you now, you know, in the building process, these guys that you're paying a few thousand dollars to come fight you, yeah, you'll get some of them that scared and they they just want to get the check and get the fuck out of there. Right. But at the elite level, listen, man, and and no bigger naysayer, no bigger critic of Deontay Wilder than me, but bro. Deontay Wilder's not afraid, bro. He's not he's afraid. He's not, bro. He's not, dude. When he showed me 
you know, and it was sad, bro. All the fucking, all the bullshit about the loaded gloves, and then he had a whole gang of people believing that shit, and then his corner and his trainers and all that, all that horse shit. But you know what Deontay Wilder showed me? He probably really believed that <laughs> because he went in there and fought his ass off, took a fucking hellacious beating, and still fucking tried, got up, and was still trying to get up after he was knocked out, bro. That dude ain't afraid of nobody. Yeah, he's not afraid. And like he you said, I, do, I agree with you 100%. I believe Deontay Wilder built his career off believing what he told himself. Yes. You know, like he told himself, like, dumb shit. Yeah, I'm going to knock your ass out. You're not going to be able to beat me. And he believed it. And it did well for him. Look at him. He he's did. well off. He did it all the way to the title and defended it yeah man. exactly man like you said you got that's what you got to do man but i mean i thought that shit was crazy i thought the excuses were terrible but i mean just watching uh wilder recently interact with everybody out in vegas and, and go to training camp he just he seems like a he seems like he's in a different place mentally so yeah. you know I'm, I'm actually curious to see how he looks his next fight he said he plans on fighting till he's 40 so that's another three years of wilder but and, you know and as long as he believes in that right hand and he's throwing it, if you in the end of it, he, he could get you out of there. I don't care if he's getting his ass beat to death. He can get you out of there, man. So yeah. And Wilder fighting. might not be the greatest fighter ever, man, but, you know, there's been times where he's, he's showed that he has a little bit of IQ. And his IQ is really uh, sitting up that right hand. He put that jab out there, paw at you, blind you for a second, and both your sleeve. That that absolutely developed as he was fighting. He got, you know, instead of just recklessly falling, like in the in the rubber match with a uh, with a uh, fourteen uh, fury. When I seen him trying to shoot that jab to the middle, like I was saying earlier, that's what he was trying to shoot that jab to the middle. I said, "Oh shit, they working on some shit." You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I, I you know, I'm not as harsh on Wilder as as I was when he was making the excuses, because in my mind, it still was excuses. Whether you believe it or not, it's still- Yeah, was, egg weights and all that shit, crazy. Yeah, too. yeah, but, but uh, yeah, he kind of, when he when he battled through and fought through and and, and got knocked out, and that's, I was like, nah, fuck it, I'm a fan. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Like, right, he, yeah. he, he tried his ass off, but, so, I tell you, bro, I think AJ, man, I think AJ won, like I said, five, Four rounds. It was a competitive fight. I'm not worried about him. As long as he don't lose his mind, I mean, the kid will make millions fighting uh, shadow boxing. You know, fighting nobody. Yeah, yeah. Show up and 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 fight him. Uh, I think he'll be straight. And I seen Usyk said uh, he ain't fighting nobody unless he fights Fury. And then Fury rebutted and said, "Open up the checkbook." Uh, all right. I, How that one goes, bro? So I think people are riding Usyk off already. Mm-hmm. You know, like Fury is a way different fighter than Joshua. He's bigger. He's not afraid to use his size. He's a lot more twitchy, and you know he uses that jab. And he throws a, he don't throw a jab from your typical boxing angle. He throws it from down low, so it's a little bit. It might be a little bit harder for Usyk to kind of make do some of the same movements he was doing. Josh was kind of tailor made for Usyk's style, per se. But um, I'm gonna lean towards Fury. 
of course, but I don't like how people are just writing Usyk off. I, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, there's no way Usyk beats him." And Fury himself has said he struggled with smaller fighters in the past. He has. He has. Yeah. So it's not like um, I would be. I think it's going to be entertaining, and I and I believe that Usyk is going to go in there with his like the full intention to beat this man and become undisputed in the heavyweight division. And I'm very. I think they're going to open that checkbook and they're going to make it happen. Absolutely. I think uh I think Usyk could have next to no chance depending on who which Fury shows up. But if the Fury who comes to box, like I'm not gonna come and lean on you, I'm gonna come and try to box that gives Usyk uh possibilities. And I think that would be a horrible design to come in and, and try to box with this guy. Not because I don't believe Fury's the better boxer, because I do. I believe he's the better boxer. But it gives it gives Usyk a chance, right, to, to, to some, some options to change some things if you're not going to lean on him. I don't think, I don't think Usyk's style lends itself well to the heavyweight division except for the fact, like you just said, that AJ's style just lent perfect for him. Because if you think about it, the other two times he went to heavyweight before AJ, he looked like shit, bro. Okay. Yeah, he didn't look good against Chaz or Derek Tassor, really. Right. So AJ should have knew I got to lean on this dude, but he didn't. And what happened happened. I think Fury probably will come out and lean on him and, and push him around and all that shit. So Fury's going to dictate the outcome of that fight, win or lose, to me. He's going to either give Usyk the shot to, to make some things happen because of how he chooses to fight, or a handful of rounds, six rounds or something, and he'll him down and get him out of there. Yeah. I want to see it. I think it's going to be a very interesting fight, man. And um, I, See, I'll say this, though, about Usyk. I've always felt like Usyk would have some success in the heavyweight division, just from when I saw him and Joe Joyce fight back in the amateurs. And the only reason I say that is because Joe Joyce has always fought the same, and Usyk was taking them blows, and Weatherstorm still came out with the victory. So I was like, I, I feel like fights neither, man. The, uh, was it the uh, – what was that league they were fighting? It wasn't pro fighting. It was amateur. Didn't they fight in that league? That it was, was, yeah, it was something like that. Because I just watched uh, Phillip fight – Joe Joyce and that, and I think that Joe ended up fighting Usyk in that same one. I could be wrong. I forget what they call that. They was, was fighting like five rounds, though. Right. It wasn't pro fights, but it was like – it was still amateur fights. It was damn near was pro fights. Yeah, yeah. I forget you know, what they call um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that Fury and Usyk fight goes, man. Like I said, like I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards Fury. I don't see how you don't. But like you said, like Fury, there's been times Fury have got in there and it was shaky. Yeah, yeah. And, but I always – smaller guys. Yeah, and then I always – but I do think Fury gets up for the higher level of competition. Yeah. Like yeah. when he's in there and it's like a, a danger in front of him or something like that, he elevates his fighters. You know, he elevates. But I also feel like if he is going to fight, he needs to be in some really good shape. Yeah, like, you know, go in there and be in good shape and do what Tyson Fury does. We – uh. We've been on there about an hour, bro. Uh, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. You got anything set up right now or what? Um, I was actually supposed to be fighting next week, but...
a couple little injuries right now, so I'm gonna let those injuries heal, and hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, I'm active again. You know, okay. just I wait because I've been training nonstop since September of last year. Right. You know, I had got COVID, and I had to pretty much start from scratch, and then I ended up going into. I went to camp, was there for five weeks, came back, started training for my fight, came back from my fight, started training for the next one because I had another aligner. Then I went to camp with Phillips. So I've just been nonstop. I was in camp with Phillips for 10 weeks. I fought in the middle of that camp, and I definitely felt it afterwards. I was like, I need to sit down for a little bit, man. I just been nonstop. Your body will tell you, bro. Your body will tell you, hey, man, we need some rest, man. <laughs> yeah, my body told me to sit down, man. I had just got a couple little injuries. You know, going through that, I still got through it, and um, right now I'm gonna just let my body heal, and I'm gonna just hit the ground hard, man. Like I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna start rehabbing and stuff here in a couple uh, next week, and getting back into you know the rhythm of things and keep moving. And I'm I'm lining them up, man. Before uh, before I let you go, bro, tell the tell the people some of the guys you've been in the ring with before you uh, give them your uh, you know social media and stuff where they can find you, bro. Oh, as far as sparring? Yeah, I know you've been in with some hitters, man, some top guys. Yeah, man, most recently was Philip Herkovich, um, Brian Jennings, F.A. Jogba, Jared Anderson, Joe Joyce, uh, Charles Martin. Cream of the crowd. You told me how hard uh, Martin punches, man. People don't really realize that about that kid, man. He, he can spot, huh? Dude, Charles, Charles can punch, man. You know, like I had did an interview with the boxing voice, and there was some people in the comments that was like, well, maybe everybody's holding back on him because he was still doing it. Every guy that I've sparred has tried to knock me out. Right, right. You see, like they've all tried. The only one I would say was B.Y. and tried to, but they've all tried to they, – they, there would be a moment they tried to knock me out. Charles just has a really heavy hands, man. Nobody can take that from him. That motherfucker can punch, man. He's in every fight if he's in there. Huh? He yeah, because, you know, I was out in Vegas with Joe Joyce at the time, and Joe Joyce is like, hey, man, he's he ain't exactly what you expect. You know, everybody always talks about Charles, especially, you know, with how his little internet thing went. But Charles yeah, is a yeah, good yeah. dude, man. He, I heard that about him. Charles is a really good dude, man. He actually supported the hell out of me, even that whole time of that camp. Because I went in that camp, and I wasn't in the greatest shape, and I told him that going in. Like I said, I was still coming back from the COVID, and, Every day he told me, he's like, bro, you'll be a future world champion. Keep working hard. And I went through that whole camp with him, the strength and conditioning, the sparring. I trained with him. I did everything with him every day. And that's what I like to do in cancer people. I like to train with them. Like, I'm prepared for the fight as well. And I want to get better as I'm sparring with them and all that, man. I didn't do that with Philip just because the camp was in Houston, so I was still with D-Dale all the time. But um, those were like the, the, the crop of guys I was in there with, man. And, Awesome. Every one of them was a good experience, and I've learned something from all of them. That's my goal is to keep learning and getting better because I've, I've been boxing for a long time, but I'm just now learning the science behind boxing really late. You know, but what's carried me through this whole time is the fact that I'm willing to fight. I'm going to be tough. I'm durable. I got power. And then I have, like, a little bit of a nat just a natural ability to fight. And receptive, receptive to learning, brother. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, like D has been great for me, man. He under, like he's really got me in the mindset, kind of like what we were saying earlier. Like, stop trying to be this guy and stop trying to do this, and let's perfect you. Right. Woo, that's huge, bro. That is fucking huge, man. Yeah. So, like, when I got here, man, the only thing he would have me doing is just 
punching the bag real light. He's like, you already hit hard. You don't need to load anything up. So we just work on just kind of just touching, man. It's it's always a work in progress. I'm always learning. And if you stop learning this sport, then you need to quit right then and there. Awesome, man. Tell us. Uh, Tell the folks where they can find you, bro, on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Zach Spiller, uh, Z-A-C-H-S-P-I-L-L-E-R. And I'm going to be keeping y'all up there. I'm going to get a little bit more active on there. You know, like I said, in a couple years, hopefully, I'll be fighting for a title, having some big fights. You know, I appreciate anybody who has supported me and and followed me up to this point. We're going to – we cranking the show back up, man. So uh, I'm gonna I'm get your ass back over here, man. We're gonna preview some fights and then preview your fights and all that good stuff, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I'll say, man, look, I got nothing but time, man. Like I said, I do this for a living now, bro. So when I'm not in the gym, I'm always down to be on here, man. I appreciate y'all having me on here, too. Showing sure up, bro. Tell the crew I said what's happening, man. I appreciate I mean, you, bro. Yeah, most definitely, bro. Y'all be easy. All right.